on the American shoreline. Uh, you know, we're always talking about the living coast and all of the things we do down on the shoreline all around America. Today, we're in a special edition of the American Shoreline Podcast. My name is Peter Ravel, and I'm the co-host of this show. And I'm Tyler Buckingham, the other co-host. Well, we've got a really cool show today, and uh, we're so glad to have with us a couple of guys who are putting together an amazing project called The Living Coast. Ann Sepulveda, who's a filmmaker in Austin, Texas, and has joined forces with Justin Sherburn, who's a composer and an amazing project they're going to premiere here August 2nd at the uh, Paramount Theater in Austin, Texas. Stateside at the Paramount. Oh, at the Stateside at the Paramount. And uh, so welcome to the show. It's going to be an amazing show. And we really look forward to talking to you guys. Our audience knows that we really value uh, the arts, film, and what it brings to the coastal discussion. So we're going to get into it. But first, let's have a quick word from a very, very special sponsor, Peter. (laughs) Well, the American Shoreline Podcast Network and Coastal News Today are brought to you today by Coastal News Today and the great guys who do it, Tyler Buckingham and I. Uh, Listen, we could use some sponsors out there. We're in the middle of uh, the sponsorship season, so give us a call and come on board and help keep uh, American Shoreline Podcast Network strong. That's right, guys. Uh, We are uh, coming up on, we're going to be doing 200 shows here soon, Peter, uh, on ASPN. And uh, we're working every day to make the network, the news aggregator, everything we do better. Uh, And we would love to have you, your company, come on board and expand your brand with ASPN and Coastal News Today. All right. Now that we've gotten the business out of the way, guys, I am so stoked to talk to you. My first question is, uh, let's start at kind of do a history of how this uh, project came to be. And I'll, I don't know exactly who to start with, so I'm going to let, let, uh, let you guys kind of just take it. But um, tell us the origin of the Living Coast project. Well, the origin really starts back in uh, 2008 when the group Montopolis began. Uh, began as a, a theater group um, playing music for theater. We segued into doing music for silent films. And in 2014, I uh, worked with Onlo on his film, Yakona. Um, That was the first contemporary film. Kind of a celebrated film, celebrated project nowadays, I think. Absolutely. It it did well at South By. It traveled, you know, the film festival circuit all over the world and, you know, did did some... Screen time. So you hit it off with a bang. Yeah, Yeah. it was a beautiful film. It uh, features the San Marcos River. And uh, it was the first Montopolis um, show that used a contemporary film. And there was just particular excitement around it because it was um, about Texas. And we toured it all through Texas. So basically the the form, to be clear, is we play a a film uh, and we perform music live. And that was the first time that really all came together. And that started a series of shows about Texas ecological systems, uh, Enchanted Rock, Big Bend, and now we're at the Living Coast. Okay, so this is so much to unpack there, but let's start with just what the room is like when you're experiencing one of these projects. So it's not like a normal movie where you just sit in the seat and you watch the screen. Uh, and listen to what's coming through the speakers. We actually are going to have a live uh, band. Yes, there. for the Living Coast, it's a 10-piece orchestra. Wow. With Austin Symphony musicians and some of the finest indie rock and country musicians in Austin, Texas. And you write this music. Uh, about 95% of the music is original, and I always like to throw in uh, some traditional songs um, for the last show, it was Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. Oh, and yeah. this time around, we're doing a Willie Nelson song. Ooh, love and, it. Uh, to be clear, this is all instrumental music. It's, it's all uh, without um, lyrics. Huh. And, and the other part of this, Justin, is I think your contribution to the cause is, well, uh, uh, I mean, on low, but Justin, when, when, when you're composing the music, performing with this 10-piece orchestra, up on the screen in the theater will be a film mm-hmm. that uh, Onlo produced. Uh, tell us um, what it is that you're trying to do graphically and why. I mean, I'm just so curious about why film and instrumental music. What the hell are you guys trying to say with this? This is an amazing thing to, to understand. Well, I think that the, the most important part of it is um, we're trying to create an immersive 
experience. Um, we want to put you on the coast. We want to put you in the river. Um, and, uh, you know, traditional approach to a documentary, you have a narrator and you have sound bites and interviews and, and stuff like that, that I think, you know, kind of takes you away from being in the place. And so we're trying to get as close as possible to that experience and, you know, using the music to kind of draw out the emotions, using the imagery, you know, without sound bites and narration interrupting that flow. Um, and that's generally the idea. Um, I uh, grew up on the Texas coast in Corpus Christi and um, just, you know, went to the beach every weekend, you know, had my birthdays, you know, on the, on the beach with bonfires and, and just, um, you know, and I've always gone back to the coast, um, you know, let, pretty much. Let me just ask you a quick question sure. here. So our audience is national. Not everyone has been to Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're a filmmaker, so you're, you're a man with an eye, but, uh, talk in pictures and tell us, tell our audience what the, uh, Corpus Christi shoreline has to offer. Um, well, Corpus Christi is actually on a bay and then you kind of follow the bay all the way around and then, um, you go over the causeway bridge, uh, or the ferry at, uh, uh, Port Aransas and you get onto, uh, the, the barrier Island, uh, Padre Island. And it's, uh, one of the longest barrier islands in the world. Um, and it pretty much stretches the entire coast of, of Texas. And, um, the small part that I kind of grew up on and going to is a place called Bob Hall Pier, which is a fishing pier where I used to go surfing and we'd go out into the beach and go camping. And one of the unique things about the Texas coast is you can drive right onto the beach and just kind of go for miles and miles and miles. Um, and so, growing up doing that, jumping off the sand dunes, um, and, you know, and, you know, basically just living at the beach is, uh, you know, kind of that, that experience. So, uh, that intimate connection, your whole growing up, your identification with the area. And I got to say, I, uh, I've never seen the Texas coast look as beautiful in the film that you shot. That Agreed. We watched, I mean, you really like got it. Somebody needs to you use it. Nailed it. It's just, it's, it's, it's spectacular. <laughs> and so you've got this visual part and then you've got this composition part, but under, and there are no words in the film. It's also sort of the same. It's an instrumental, if you want to say it that way. There's no talking. There are no people speaking. Well, the, there generally, are, there are uh, sound bites, but we keep the sound bites. There's no no images while the sound bites play. Yeah. Okay. So they're just almost like uh, little reference points that kind of uh, you know keep the audience interested in the subject matter and kind of give them a break from... It's almost like a biblical reading at church. Right. Yeah. It's just you listen. Yeah, you just listen. Space. You listen to the soundbite, and then the images in the score play. Okay, so... You don't have to fade the music and listen. You just The listen. question I'm asking yeah. is, what is the underlying purpose? What is, what, what is the motivation behind this assemblage of art that you guys are doing on the Living Coast? Well, what we have... What we can bring... Put that is, mic up a little bit closer to you. ...is a real... I think that our culture uh, currently rewards disruption and new things, and we're bringing that. This is a new art form. No one does what we do. Um, the difference between a nature documentary is it's something that you can turn your head away from. It doesn't have the immediacy of a performance. When you're in the room with someone who's performing, your attention is focused. And you feel a certain obligation to that person in that room at that moment. Yes, absolutely, I think. You know, when you're mm -hmm. watching a nature documentary on, on a screen, it's a recorded event. It's not performed. And so you you can go to the bathroom. It's it, all right. It's one of the amazing you know? things I've always thought about live music. Exactly. Is, is it is a vibration in the air yeah. that is instantly over. And if you're not paying attention, you can't capture it. Exactly. Can't recreate it. And so we take advantage of that focus. We perform music, it focuses people's attention, and then we draw them into uh, a very short snippet of, of information, um, you know, whether it's from a scientist or a historian or just someone who lives on the coast, and it brings their perspective and it focuses their energy so they are listening when you play that audio clip. And we are able to communicate. And basically our message is 
you know, this role of of communicating, um, you know, initiatives, conservation groups. We work with conservation groups to just raise awareness of that culture. And we're bringing it inland, you know, to the people upstream, if you will. Right. You know, and, and we make them understand that it's all connected and that we are there communicating those things in a very immediate way. Woo. Man. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's one fantastic. of the things that stood out to me um, in seeing the samples of the of the performance that I've seen so far is that uh, there was a I mean, a seriously concerted effort to capture the the confluence of life and commerce and nature mm-hmm. um, and uh, just it, it, of course, uh, beautifully shot everything. The quality of the cinematography is first rate, but also the, the selection of those shots of, uh, the Houston ship channel and these massive ships moving in and out with beautiful birds flying by and dolphins, uh, dwarfed by the steel hull surfing the wave, like, like somehow finding enjoyment out of this system that, uh, wasn't designed for them. And I guess I'll direct this at Anlo, like as a coastal person, someone you, you tell me about your coastal identity. Let's start with that. Like you grew up on the shore, right? You've, you, now you live in Austin. I can identify with that. Right. <laughs> um, tell me, tell me what your coastal identity is. Like when you, well, how do you, how you, do you know, it's interesting y'all, you know, you mentioned the Texas coast, never seeing it that way. And that's a, that's something I encounter quite frequently. You know, I go travel, go to the Pacific coast, go to Costa Rica, go to other places. And, you know, when you tell people, you know, oh yeah, the Texas coast, it's, it's wonderful. they they look at you really confused and like, you know, oh, what, then uh, you know, even people in Texas, you know, they haven't necessarily experienced the Texas coast in the same way that I feel like, you know, locals experience it. People that are from there that, um, you know, that drive along the shore. And, and, um, so, um, drawing from that, from, uh, you know, uh, encountering that, I want to show people, I want to, I want people to see what I've seen, you know, and, and, and is that a visual thing? Are you trying to show them something you've seen or is are you trying to communicate something emotionally you felt? Both. Um, I mean, I think it all taps into the, definitely the emotional part of it, uh, that, that emotional, intimate connection, um, with, you know, I mean, pretty much any time, every single time I go to the beach, I see something new, something that I didn't think was there or I didn't, you know, and, um, and it's, it's just a special connection that you have whenever you're just open to that and you're yeah. willing to explore that. So, um, you know, being able to share that in a film is, you know, that's an amazing thing to say, um, you know, here's, yeah, like you said, like, here's these dolphins that are like playing in the waves of this giant super tanker, you know, it's, um, you know, what is that? You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know, but it, it, it's, it draws you. It makes you think it makes you feel conflicting image to see. I mean, I don't even know, like, it's hard to. It doesn't really land in a crystal clear manner to me. No, yeah. It, it's definitely a kind of, you know, you talked about the interconnectedness, but it, I mean, in, that's a really polite way of saying that there's just something severely unnatural about looking at that, especially juxtaposed, I mean, you know, in that clip, I'm hearing this beautiful symphonic music. And I mean, it's a little dissonant. I mean, when we get into the, the industry of the Texas coast, we get into some dissonant sounds. That's something that I noticed that you did. Um, and I would, you know, it, I, maybe that's kind of the emotional, it's just kind Mm -hmm. of tangled up, uh, you know, all those pipes of the, (laughs) you know, the petrochemical stuff. Well, it's a, it's a gritty place and there's a lot of contradictions, you know, there's industry. I mean, this is the epicenter of the energy oil empire of the world. You know, I mean, this is, Mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is Rome this is when it big, comes to petrochemicals. Big, like. massive oil epicenter. And, ab- is- <laughs> and about to get more serious down in Corpus with the billion-dollar uh, the LNG terminals, these billion-dollar projects. And then cor- going to 58 feet in the Corpus ship channel. I mean, there's a lot happening in that. And at, at the same time, next to that is this stunning natural beauty That's that you grab. 
in the work that you've put together. Yeah. And um, I want to continue capturing some of that saga that's taking place. Um, right. Uh, just recent last weekend, I wish I could have gone down to the coast. There was a big protest. Uh, it's called a group called Keeper Wild. Yep. Um, we're protesting the large tanker facility. They the VLCC. Wanna, the, yeah. These, these very large crude carriers. I yeah. love that VLCC. <laughs> these things are yeah. like not a thousand feet long and carry a million tons of oil. Yeah. I mean, it's a, just a massive. Yeah. And, um, and one ships. thing that's interesting, if you go down the coast from Galveston, Houston, and then as you, you know, get further down closer to South Padre, it gets, the water gets cleaner. Yeah. You know, the, there's more abundant nature, you know, there's more birds, there's more life. Um, and so it's almost like, uh, you know, we, we, you know, we travel the coast from Galveston right into the heart of the, the you know, the, the Houston shipping channel all the way down to South Padre and showing what that looks like whenever you want to develop the way right. they do right near Port Aransas, right near Corpus Christi. Right. Um, Go go up the coast and you'll see your future if you yeah, you know yeah, yeah. that's pretty interesting. But I want to ask uh, Justin about the music because you guys have this is the Living Coast is third in a series. You did one on Enchanted Rock, and one on Big Band. These are iconic uh, natural areas of the state. So when you're when you're trying to compose music, I just really how do you begin? You know, given the backdrop. Onlo provided about the conflicting uses, and I'm sure this is what you're seeing. How did you approach representing that in sound? I mean, what, what did you start, and what were? How did you decide to attack that? Well, it all starts um, with interviews. It starts with collecting stories. Um, I have to, as far as compositionally, I have to uh, base everything within a context. Of, of the story, and this is my context. So basically, we usually have a team of three or four people doing exactly what you guys are doing, going out and talking to people about their experiences on the coast. And we talk to so many different people this time around. We talk to shrimpers, we talk to oil men, like people in the oil industry. We talk to surfers, we talk to poets and scientists and historians. Wow. And, uh, and then we gather all those and, and I just start to edit and choose which clips and build the narrative out of those clips. Has anyone ever told you that you're like a filmmaker that is... With music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's where, you know... I don't mean that in a of, condescending way. Yeah, the genesis is, of all this is that I was working on films and I've been okay. doing music for theater in four commercials and four uh, films for a long time. And I think when you're, when you're interested in doing uh, instrumental music and getting that to the public and having people interested in it, people love a visual element. And so that's was sort of the yeah. genesis of all this. It but, absolutely works near the coast. Yeah. Mean, it's, it's the most visual place you can be. I mean, yeah. really, the light it's, possibilities yeah, are it, tremendous. It, it's great when he comes, comes down for the shoots. Um, you know, he's just kind of, hey, guys, what's up, man? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's <laughs> great. It's my favorite part. It's, yeah, that's it, part of the process now. Is it, go down. It's like really not stressful for him, you know, oh, and we're yeah. just like trying to get shots and shots. Oh, it's my vacation. Like, hey, guys, I'm hanging out, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, we go down there. We have, we're, we, This time we brought a whole crew. We have, you know, a uh, uh, still photographer. We have on-low shooting, and we had a drone pilot yeah. uh, photographer with us as well. Fantastic. And so we're coming down with this whole crew of people, and they're shooting, and then I'm going around just talking to people, recording on my phone man conversations wow. oh what did you go to you went to like this uh there was like a party on one of, like we were in sargent texas oh uh, yeah sargent. and um yeah. i guess there was this big social what do they call it did they call it a white party yeah it was a it's in matagorda county south of bay city it was a good old-fashioned right near the mouth of the colorado river south okay. texas redneck yeah. get down yeah yeah, it was. yeah. and he's like not, we're not talking high society here no no and we're, and we're it's been <laughs> like a long day of shooting and we're like we get back to the place we're staying and he's like i'm going to the party yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like, but I love it. Like, I love talking yeah. to these people. Like I, yeah. you know, we were on the uh, in Corpus Christi. We were out on the pier, and I got to talk to a bunch of shrimpers. And these guys are so crusty, and they are so suspicious when you start to pull out a microphone. Yeah, like I was talking to all these guys, and they as soon as I pulled out that microphone, yeah, they all everything disappeared. And the yeah. shrimp boat captain was like interested in, I don't know, promoting or whatever, and and just decided no. Bobby, you talked to this guy. Great. And so I got this great interview of this guy with this just crusty boy. Hard-working people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. yeah. 
Man, and so well. Th- now wait, I'm, is is the uh, is the August second performance? Yeah, the uh, the premiere performance of the piece. It is. It's the very first. Okay, and tell tell the listeners out there how they can you know if they can. See, I don't know if they can see it online, but where is it going to be performed? Do you, can you kind of give folks a, a sense of this? Yeah, well, work we, that you're doing. The skinny. We, we, we recently the skinny. Uh, got right. a grant from the uh, National Endowment of the Arts. Um, Fantastic. And uh, through the Mid-America Arts Alliance, which will enable us to tour this show, we're we're already going to tour it all through Texas. That's great. The premiere will happen at the Stateside Theater here in Austin on August 2nd. Um, And then we will, in the spring, we'll tour it through our our normal circuit in Texas, which is about, you know, 10 or 12 different venues throughout, you know, throughout the state. Wow. Um, But with this grant, we'll be able to go through the Midwest uh, for about two to three weeks. Nice. So we're going to be able to sort of bring this message and this awareness of the Texas coast and what's happening to all those folks in the Midwest. Fantastic. And and listen, I can't tell you how much. And for the listeners out there, we do a lot of politics stuff. We do a lot of what's going on in the legislature and the rules and science. things. The science of all this stuff. It is the capacity to bring the inspiration and the connection and the message that you guys are working on to the inland, as you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are 254 counties in Texas. There are 13 coastal. Mm-hmm. People in Amarillo don't even think that we have a coast. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. this is, you know, people say you're either a state with a coast or you're a coastal state, and we are a state with a coast. And if you're right. in Dallas, you don't know much about the Texas coast. So yeah. taking this program inland is important in the policy of the state of Texas. I can tell you it is very difficult for the state legislators from the coast to make a dent they look like we have some serious issues we have these beautiful areas that could be saved you know the work that you guys do letting people all over the state and in the midwest understand that is critical to this stuff going better Mm -hmm. definitely yeah Yeah. Yeah. builds the base of people who are aware but the other thing about this project that i think peter you and i were both struck with is that it's definitely uh, a project for the coast. I mean, the, and I don't mean any disrespect to the inland people that will watch it and take it in and, and have an emotional connection, but the coastal space is so prominently featured here, uh, in all of its complexity and it's human complexity with different people of different careers that are, trying to extract and utilize the space to make money all the way to wildlife and just waves. And, uh, I just am struck by how well that was communicated. And I want to, Justin, this is a question for you. I've been dying to ask you this question. Peter made me hold it, but, (laughs) um, I am very interested in the rhythm of the ocean. Uh, the, Uh, Coastal cultures around the world, whether it's West Africa, Hawaii, the boss in New Jersey, (laughs) the Beach Boys in L.A., uh, the coast definitely has a vibe in music. I mean, we hear it and uh, we all know about it. I'm sure every listener of this pod has probably listened to some sort of... I mean, when we describe rap, we describe... How do we describe rap? Well, we have West Coast rap and we have East Coast rap. Hmm. East Coast rap and West Coast rap, and they mean different things. And they, by the way, I I can expound on this even further. Like, this (laughs) gets into our attitude about how we use the space. But, alas, I want to turn this over to you, Justin. What do you think about the Texas coast? Like, what is its rhythm? What does it have to say sonically that you're pulling from it i wanted to capture one of the primary things i wanted to capture is just the celebration and just the enjoyment of life just people surfing um living on the beach you know uh one of the 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 things that we, we really cover a lot of uh is the galveston mardi gras and it's this huge celebration yeah. And I wanted to bring that because we're approaching, um, you know, more dissonant, more um, complex things and dark things about that, that the, the industrial impact. I wanted to balance it out and give, an, give a real uh, uh, portrait of the coast that's, that's even handed and, and real because there's, it's a place where people celebrate and it's a pace, place where there's ominous things on the horizon. You know, and so I wanted to bring. So there's a lot of celebratory music in it, mm. um, and then there is a lot of, you know, music that represents that conflict that's going on. 
you know, and rhythmically. Uh, so rhythmically, I mean, there's some, definitely some party music up in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, but then I really struggled with, uh, uh, I don't know, representing like that just rhythm of the ocean. Um, and that one like you know you, you shoot for these very easy things and like I mean to get real nerdy with the rhythmic side yeah of go it, ahead yeah yeah um, uh, it's it's like the easiest thing to do is like I, I looked at like Scottish um, you know uh, uh, old sea sea ballads which a lot of them are in six eight and they have that sound um, of just the rolling rolling ocean. You know, that three, four rolling because it's not, there's no hard surfaces in the ocean. And so it's very suitable. Nice. That's the easy way. Um, and then I ended up uh, in a five, four time signature for like the main theme because it still has that lack of a straight square edge. But it's not as I don't know. It's, it's a, to me, it felt a little Ooh. more evocative. In, That's some dense more. music stuff right there. That is. I it's, wish it's, I was it a musician. absolutely I, not. I, I, I mean, I, to the non-musician, I, I guess. It is it, to it, a non-musician yeah. like me, but I, I have a good friend, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Lovett. Just the idea of the rounded edges, the, the yeah. softness of the thing. Yeah. I think that we can uh, hear in our uh, mind what you're saying, which is that you're trying to cap I mean it's a rhythmic space I mean there's high tide there's low tide there's the waves lapping against yeah. the shore um, it's it's a fluid space yeah and there's ripples and there's reactions that that delay and I mean son uh, the way that sound interfaces uh, with the world is very similar I think yeah. I think it's a really great way to approach it and I think one thing that we can do uh, you know whenever you have a drum kit we do play some rock music and when you have a drum kit it automatically sort of has those hard edges yeah. uh, so we're sort of half a, a chamber music group and half a rock band and the chamber music really has that more organic quality that is well suited to these natural environments because it doesn't have that right. you know that backbeat well that's telling I, you every second okay i want to talk about uh what it's going to be like to go to kansas with this grant that you received <laughs> to take this project northward into the heartland yeah that's uh, a great subject it, it, it is and i think uh you know tyler and i did an interview recently with the guys from uh the university who are who are in in theater and using theater to explore up at the university of new hampshire at the university of new hampshire i forget what it's called action theater no i'm gonna get it wrong but that's close i don't have they, it what they're doing is using artistic medium of live theater with communities to talk through climate change and the different implications for fishermen versus you know property owners and how much how should we respond and acting it out right and what i'm starting to see and we saw this at the international ocean film festival in san francisco earlier this year um the problem of climate change and the risk that darker part of the coast i'm, I'm glad that you're wrapping it and also showing the joy and the beauty and the life of the coast but there's this thing that's freaking everybody out and we're starting to see the artistic community step into that space to try to explain it. I mean, bravely step in. It's not a place that's easy for political people or regulators or lawmakers right now. They're not quite ready, but you guys are in that space. Right. Yeah. And that's something we're very aware of. And it is a hyper politicized space. Right. And that is something that we, we really take in account and we try to actually really keep out of the performance. You know, we're there to present the culture and the life and the reality of it right. without giving a heavily politicized viewpoint right. during the performance. However, we're like, we're going to go on this tour in the Midwest and we'll be bringing a climate scientist with us on tour. Wow. And so that climate scientist will be available to the audience in the lobby outside of the performance space. Ooh. So the performance Fantastic. space is purely for ins the inspiration right. and the knowledge and, and inspires curiosity there exactly. and open to mind maybe to say, I think yeah. I should look closer. Once again, well, focusing that energy, you know, right. and preparing them to talk to someone who has some real information. Yeah. And I think, you know, just whenever you're just honest about the imagery, I think a lot of nature films, they want to try to show pristine nature and they want to go to the far reaches right. of wherever. And this is just this honestly, is so this is what is there. This is, yeah. there's beauty right next to refineries there. It's everywhere. It's all around you. And just showing what is there, 
I think speaks, you know, that says, you know, a, a picture is worth a thousand words, right? I mean, you know, just that reaction you get from, like you said, you know, a sunset and then a tanker kind of blocking that sunset, you know, like what? You know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. let's be real here. Uh, I think that everyone in this room knows that uh, that is a artistic choice. I mean, you have complete control right? between the production of when you're going to hit record, set up, set up that shot. You might've been waiting for yeah, two hours wait. for the light to get right. No, well, here's my, I'm, where I'm going with that. There is an authenticity to the way that this project shoots the Texas coast that I think the environment, I mean, I, I'm just speaking uh, my mind here, but I think that the, the communication of certainly Peter, the American shoreline and like coastal beauty, mm-hmm. but also just the broader environmental movement needs to embrace, which is that nature is as you see it every day. Mm-hmm. We all exist on this planet. Right. Right. And what you brought was a very, I, I existed Honest. in Corpus Christi with all this stuff around and that's what I shot. Yeah. And there's, and it's beautiful. You, you have an eye for the beauty. But it is still honest. It's still there. It's not, you know, it was selected. I mean, right. film is always selected. You can't escape that. Yeah, but but, but here's here's when when you were describing it uh, of the, the sunset kind of persisting as an inspiration through whatever we're doing. I completely understand and relate to that. When I was standing on the deck of your mother's beach house in in uh, Ventura, right. Uh, on this concrete wall that was probably 14, 15 feet high, right. uh, six feet wide. I mean, we were up in this armored bit of coast, right? Looking out over the Pacific Ocean at sunset. And I'm thinking, it doesn't matter that all of these houses are right here and there's a train track right there and there's Highway 1 right there. And what I'm looking at right here is connecting in a spiritual way that that transcends, this is what's amazing to me about right. the coast, is the yeah. emotional experience of that space drives a lot of people, and it survives the fact that we've plowed big channels through the middle of it and put a f- refinery on top of it, and it still can just light you up. For sure. Totally. For sure. I mean, uh, I mean, no matter what beach we're at, I, you know, I've brought my daughter to, to Galveston or, you know, where there's a seawall and there's, you know, uh, concrete pieces everywhere. It doesn't matter. As soon as she hits that water, as soon as her toes, you know, get in the water, I mean, she's happy as a, you know, she's perfectly happy. So what I'm interested in, and we kind of talked about this on the podcast with a lot of people is what do you think explains that, you know, the, the emotional resonance of the, of what seems to me to be unique about the land water interface, the emotionalism of it. Um, why is that the place that connects for a human being? I mean, I'm, you know, it's that, is that a shitty question? I mean, it's a, no, I think it's a very appropriate question. I think everyone has a different answer for it. For me, it's that visual representation of connection with the entire world with, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it really puts you in perspective because you're looking at something visually that is taking up your entire field of vision and it really brings home the idea that you're a small piece, you know, yeah. of the planet. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you're walking around central Texas and what you see is just, you know, whatever, the, the 50 square miles that are around you, you right. know. But when you're looking out into the ocean, I, you know. Yeah, the horizon right there, is there. When, when right. we're, where we're in um, uh, the, the jetty. Um, Surfside? Surfside. Yeah. Yeah. Jetties. Yep. You know, and those tankers are going by. And those tankers, you can just see those tankers, and they are headed off to Indonesia. Right. They are headed off around the world from there. That's incredible. And it's an amazing thing. You're seeing Mm -hmm. a vessel that is leaving right now and headed towards the other side of the planet. Yeah. 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 All right. But I want to... That's really true. It's so true. And I don't... I just want to circle back to Peter's question, though, and like... When you're doing a project on Enchanted Rock or on um, Big Bend, Big Bend, which are both remarkable places in Texas, right? Remarkable landscapes. When you're doing a project uh, in a place like that, where it's not the land water interface as the principal uh, feature, 
mm-hmm. how do you like what what changed? What changed when you go to, went to the beach as opposed to doing these other beautiful places that are right. really interesting? That are, you know, obviously there's a conservation ethic. There's still all of the same. I don't want to say all the same, but I mean people are passionate about the space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautiful to shoot. It, I'm, I'm sure that you can find cosmic connection with the vibes of the space to make music with, and the, there's culture to to draw from. But what's the connect? Like, what is that difference? The delta between um, an, an upland project and a coastal project? Well, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, just just for me, um, the coast. You know, just growing up, every single time I go to the coast, um, and I come to the water's edge, it's like I have arrived. I'm home. Like that's right. That's the feeling I get from that. Um, and I, I think with these with these other spaces, and and I was less involved with those other projects, but okay. I did go to Big Ben, and and got some photography for uh, for his uh, Big Ben project, and you know just the vastness of the desert there, and that you know Shit. I mean, <laughs> Shit. I mean you're I mean you it, you get an inkling of that same feeling of staring out at the ocean. No kidding. Um, and then, you know, just, you know, the clearness of the, the, the air and the sky and the stars, just, you know, brilliant stars at night, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, it's just it's a cosmic thing. It's a cosmic connection, you know. And, and every single place has its own unique signature. And, you know, obviously we're, we're drawn to places that are, you know, have drawn other people you know, right. that are iconic. And for some reason, like Enchanted Rock, people have been, uh, you know, uh, accumulating going there for thousands of years yeah and it's because i mean there's very simple reasons because it's a you know uh you've got a vantage point for for Mm -hmm. uh battle um and for just defense because it's a higher (coughs) elevated place and also you can see it from miles around so it's a a good rendezvous location uh, right it's it's higher ground and so those are the logical you know logistical reasons uh, but they each have their own you know vibration and reason why they're interesting and that you know, builds over the millennia or whatever, and, um, and it develops this culture. And like with specifically with Enchanted Rock, there is a uh, a really rich Native American yeah tradition um, legacy there. there. Yeah. And well, for the people who are not in Texas or Central Texas, the, the Enchanted Rock, I think it's called a basolith. Uh, yeah, is yeah, that a Batholith. Batholith, yeah, which was a which was bottom a, of the ocean, right? Well, no, this was an underground reservoir oh, wow. of magma underneath a volcano. Yeah. Wow. And they're gigantic bubbles. I mean, yeah, this is a, right. a spherical feature, and they were, of course, thousands of feet below ground until it eroded down. And what's exposed are these perfect sort of like half egg That's exactly mounds right. of granite. Yeah pink granite perfect and it's smooth and they're what like three thousand feet tall i don't know how well maybe that's i'm exaggerating probably <laughs> they're actually i mean we're yeah, spitballing the numbers really 500 but they're gigantic yeah i'm and, not really good can, they're you, gi- they're gi- you know the they're, it's amazing is, place the interesting thing is they're they're big but they're not gigantic by any means no. they just in context they seem like it because they're in the hill country of central Texas, which is, you know, rolling hills. Um, and just in that context, they seem really large, but compared yeah. to, you know, Mount McKinley Stone Mountain or like the Rocky Mountains, <laughs> Everest, or you know, we yeah. can, yeah, they're it's diminutive a, in mountain and in mountain standards, they yeah. are modest. It's not a mountain. It's not really, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic, it's a boulder uh, type of feature. It is a gigantic granite bubble. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what it's, it is. It's, it's a, a sphere. It's amazing. But it's a t- testament to context and how you can, you know, weave a story and the, you know, size, you right. know, becomes sort of irrelevant. It's yeah. it's it's outsized in people's in histories and stories and yeah. everything. At that point, it just becomes this, you know, monolithic, gi- hmm. gigantic thing hmm. because it has so much importance. So the living coast is how long does the whole night take when you go to one of these things when when we go on the 2nd of august you know we don't know exactly yet okay <laughs> uh, what's the well, range that's very cool <laughs> yeah because there there are a range so uh i would say between um an hour and 15 minutes okay to i hope it doesn't happen but i mean it could be an hour and 40 okay you now uh 
honestly, I'm going to try to do, do my best, but there is some it's a room. live performance. Yeah. A live orchestra. Right. There's some room for improvisation okay. and it is a live event. So things can happen. That's uh, yeah. You never know. Um, right. and that's sort of part of the magic of it. You know, it's not yeah. static. Great. Um, but now, I mean, honestly, I think it's somewhere between an hour and 15 and an hour and 30. Well, minutes. I'll tell you what, I, when you guys get on tour with this thing, I, I would love it if you would, if we could check in with you about, you Absolutely. know, halfway through the, for sure. as you've yeah. toured it and uh, mm-hmm. as you get further away from the coast and you encounter audiences who are really unfamiliar, I would love to just get how it's going and, and how people are responding for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, do another show. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would, I'm tempted to actually, you know, just go to an inland show, even if it was in Texas and Come just, on up. and just see how it's yeah. received. I mean, and yeah. we'd pod from there, of course, for our, our audience, your faithful, uh, correspondence will go <laughs> and experience what this is like I and bring it. you the story. We'll get you a booth <laughs> at the back of the theater and you can call it in real time. Right, that's right. right. Yeah. We're going to keep you guys at the posted. the 50 yard like line here. We're at intermission. <laughs> that's right. Cover it like a play by play, a yeah, live sport. Play by play. That's right. But, uh, oh my God. Jello solo. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, don't let me forget, uh, my, my question. Uh, I'm keeping it a secret uh, for the listeners, but we all know what it is. Um, but before we get there, I want to talk about the um, the people of the coast. We've talked a lot about the nature mm-hmm. and um, some of the industry, which has to do with the people. But the industry isn't people. People are, are different. Mm-hmm. And one of the really uh, interesting things about the Texas coast I would say that this is true about the entire American shoreline is the diversity, the different types of people that, Mm -hmm. you know, in your mind's eye, if you're not from the coast, you might, you might think, well, that's a coastal dweller. You know, if you're thinking of someone up in Massachusetts, they might have a popped collar and a (laughs) particular shade of polo or whatever with those pants or down, you know what I mean? It might be a white guy. Uh, But turns out that the American shoreline is, is an incredibly diverse and interesting place and clearly, uh, you both wanted to show the color and the just the spirit that it brings out in people. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, especially on the Texas coast, it just feels like a very free place. Um, almost like, um, you know, no man's land kind of thing where you get on your boat and you're off into the marsh or in the bay and no one's going to bug you and you're going to be able to just, you know, it just, it's just a very liberating feeling, you know, whether you're out surfing on a break and, you know, just hanging out all day, you know, um, I think that that kind of, uh, captures, uh, the feeling or the sense I get from that's kind of what connects people there is just this sense of like, we're here, we're free. We're Whether enjoying it's, life. This is true for, like you said, a fisherman. Right. Uh, but also for a lot of spring breakers that go right. to the beach in Texas. I mean, hey, it's, it's true. The, it's the opening chapter of Moby Dick where Ishmael says, you know, if, you, if you, you're going to go crazy if you don't get up, get the hell off the land and get out in the water. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that sentiment in Moby Dick. And I think, you know, the, the people who get to the edge... You know, when you're out in the water, you're off the edge. You're out of you. I think this radical sense of freedom is absolutely an essential thread through people who are truly in a, into the coastal right. life. And what I, I find really amazing is that th- this it doesn't diminish it. it you know, it, 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 when you look at uh, people from all walks of life, if you're talking mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, refinery workers in Houston right, right. that live on the coast and probably go fishing on Bolivar and drive their truck down the beach. Those Absolutely. guys are coastal dudes. They may be working in the factory, but they're like, you know what? I love that sunset and I love catching those redfish and I'm going to go down there and they are connected to the space. Exactly. It's just as much as a environmentalist or right. a surfer or, you know, anybody else. Um, it's that, that yeah. sense of freedom. I think that binds people to it's the space has that power. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that, Justin? Oh, I was just, you know, I was just, while they were talking, I was thinking about that. Um, one thing that really struck me about the culture there is just, well, it's connected to the wildlife and the ability, especially when we're down in Sargent, and I'm sure this is like it on many coastal communities, but they're just 
pulling fish mm-hmm. out of the waters, like one after the other. I mean, they're so dense oh, yeah. with wildlife. Like they're putting out, you know, their crab traps, right? And pulling them up after one night, and it's full, and they're just having a crab boil. Like it's, it's the, the amount of wildlife. We we visited this uh, bait shop, and we're interviewing this guy who runs the bait shop. And while we were interviewing him, in like the ten minutes that we were interviewing him, he must have pulled like what three fish out. Sheep's three head. fish. Yeah, he's a big sheep's head. Well, one, one was a, one was small, and then it got bigger, and then he got one. I <laughs> That thing must have been yeah. like I don't know. It was it was huge. It was one but after the other, just pulling them right like, out. If you think about this. This is the this does not happen in a terrestrial setting. What you're describing, oh, right. which is to catch and eat wild food, is a the last hunter gatherers it's in the illegal. country are the fishing collector people. Yeah, and you can't you can't put any kind of trap out in uh, you know in Denver. And get something to eat. Well, right. Yeah, That's I what mean, you're doing. You're you sitting can. in your house. You're putting... Well, what are you going to get? You're going to get a... Bro- wild, you can't... Wild boar. Well, but sorry, sorry, I don't mean to contradict <laughs> that's you. That's hunting, no. But you know, no, if you go a, out, yeah, that's true. Trap, you can get, man. I'm telling no, you, they're all over the. You know, I just east, think that's a unique part of the, yeah, of the yeah. water is, and this is where the commercial fishermen <laughs> guys are, are, as an interest group, are really powerful. Because we admire the yeah. guys who get in a boat, risk their life, go out on the ocean, up say up in New England, and are going for tuna to kits to catch food. Yeah, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's and a, maybe that's part of that. You know, that freedom and liberation is, is the abundance. You know, it's yeah. just and you know. by your wits, by your skill, by your. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the other interesting thing about the Texas coast that I think a lot of folks don't realize from I certainly didn't before I moved here is the Cajun part of the coast. Uh, you know, yeah. Galveston is basically a little baby New Orleans in a way. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah. And I think, you know, Galveston, I like to say Galveston's back. Uh, the ASPPA conference last year was in Galveston. We had a great time. They've renourished the beaches. They're just doing another renourishment. We'll be covering that uh, mm-hmm. soon on this pod. But uh, it's an interesting uh, talk about color. I mean, the Cajun coastal culture in America is one of the most iconic and Interesting, and it, it it's kind of centered around the interface between wildlife and food. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're talking about, but um, how do, how did that thread its way in? Uh, obviously, I think also we could say that uh, musically, um, uh, obviously, New Orleans is such an important city and culture uh, musically. Uh, it's a co- and it's a tr- tremendous coastal space as well. But how did, how's that? filtering its way into the identity of this project i think more so in just the accents you know <laughs> and i think that well the mardi gras scene you know i yeah, mean i feel we, like it it sounds very mardi gras it has yeah. that there's a trombone solo there's trombone there's yeah, like we, a whistle we, there's we people there's people I, yelling you know i hadn't i you know i, I wasn't as specific about that but I, I was thinking more about the celebratory nature of it but there is a horn section we've never had a horn section before yeah, it's like a so march there is like a, a horn section and there's a whole element actually we, we do this mardi gras song that i specifically didn't want to do anything that was was second line that was New Orleans, right? Uh, but we just drew on that a little bit because I mean, yeah, you know, I don't want to appropriate and and just cover a sound. I want to do something new with it, um, and so you know, we just kind of there, there's some elements of a, of of a marching band. We've got a, like a whistle, we've got a horn section, um, but it's not overtly like New Orleans. And I, I wouldn't want to do that. I think more importantly, that's represented in the accents. Uh, of the people mm-hmm. in the interviews, we talked to like specifically. I talked to two different uh, shrimper uh, guys who had a, a really thick um, Louisiana accent, and then there's several other um, uh, interviews of, of folks up and down the coast. I mean, all the dialects accents, of I'm the not, coast. I'm not going to release this thread though. Not the Cajun thing and the and the dialects at all, but the. Uh, the idea of, and I, I know you don't want to appropriate sound, but like the clip that I saw starts with a slide guitar. Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's a little bit more complicated produ- for sure. production wise. Because I understand. You haven't heard any music okay. from this. So that was show that, yet? what I've, what I've seen and what our audience can go view on. Yeah. Uh, that's actually from a different show. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really have no okay. business even so let's, using yeah. that as a comparative. Since we've mentioned, you know, how to go online now, the living coast is the project. 
Uh, the premiere is August 2nd. Yeah. Where on the internet? So if, if they're interested in tracking you guys, following it, yeah. maybe catching some of it or however much of it is online, how the do they do that? Easiest uh, place that's always a constant is our website, montopolismusic.com. That's M-O-N-T-O-P-O-L-I-S music.com. Yeah, and he's got an Instagram, Montopolis Instagram, and then we also have a, a Living Coast Instagram, Living Coast Film. I think it's Living Coast Film. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that sounds fantastic. And I, and uh, so for all of the folks on ASPN, I, I hope you're fine with Tyler and I. Occasionally, we go off the track. We go talk to artists and filmmakers and this composers. This is quite on the track. I think it's on the track too. So not every show is uh, you know carbon sequestration technology. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Insecure geologic storage, by the way. Uh, but uh, so guys, really thanks a lot. On Los and Justin Sherburn uh, of the Living Coast Project. What a cool event. Closing thoughts, guys? Come on out on August 2nd if you're in Central Texas or uh, nearby. We're, uh, we'll be premiering this show on August 2nd at the Stateside Theater. And if uh, you want to book us, contact us, and we'll uh, be happy to come to whatever event or show with the right price. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it ought to be shown at ASBPA. I, I think this needs to be shown at ASPP. I also would love to see if you guys can get out to the International Ocean Film Festival because... Yeah, absolutely. it should be submitted. It's in San Francisco. We had Ugh. really amazing films. What I think a, your stuff would so be incredible there. It would be. I, the, cool. the, audi- the San Francisco audience would eat it up, and I'll tell you, uh, I love the innovation of doing it the way you guys are doing it, and hats off to both of you. Um, excellent work. Uh pleasure to speak with you and let's keep this open because yeah. as you guys go out and take this message into the world i think we're yeah peter and i are to. very interested in seeing the way it's received and seeing the way uh, your attitude toward the project kind of changes as it gets out there and uh, but uh, just thank you very much yeah thank you for thank having you us. guys Thanks. appreciate it Birds on the lawn, 